0: Okay so now at this time we'll have our first message by Mr. Mark McGarvey entitled, Become Like Little Children. Good afternoon everyone. And What a beautiful afternoon it is today. Good to see that heat and sunshine that we've uh, been looking for on Tuesday morning when it was, was it like 2 or 3 degrees and it was it was tough to be out there it really was and actually I'm going to bear with me here a moment I'm going to get a, uh, a drink of water here Our daily walk as Christians is about having the right attitude, honesty, love for one another, compassion, kindness. We are constantly striving to put on, put on the character of Christ because he set the example as the son of God for us, the children of God. There were a couple of times in his ministry, at least, incidents that are recorded. And as we know, if everything that happened during Jesus' life was recorded, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to record them, as as I think John once said. But there are two incidents that are recorded in the books of Matthew, Mark. Actually, they're on all four Gospels, but um, where Christ gives us another example of how we need to be as Christians. So first, let's look at Matthew chapter 18 and verses 1 through 5. Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. And here in this, uh, the first verse here, the disciples uh, asking Jesus this question, trying to vie for who was the top guy and so on, and who would get to the kingdom. At that time... Verse 1, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Look at verse 3 again. Verse 3. Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children. Now in this context, converted means to turn around, change from our old ways to a new way. If we humble ourselves and become like a little child, if we turn around and see that we can do nothing without God, then we can become putty in His hands in the sense of He can then work with us. And then the other example I was going to show you is over in the book of Mark, very similar context. Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. Mark 10, verses 13 through 16. Verse 13. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Initially, the disciples tried to stop the parents from letting their children see Jesus. You know, don't bother him. Leave him alone. He doesn't want to talk to you today. Um, He doesn't want to see your child right now. But Jesus said, no, don't do that. Let them come to me. And then he says in verse 15, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. You think about our little children. Many of them are here today. No classes today. And I mean, when I mean little children, those under the age of five or six. <coughs> you know, um, toddlers, babies. They are totally dependent on their parents. You know, for food, shelter, when they get sick, to take care of them. And on and on. You know. What Jesus meant in both of these passages, Matthew and Mark, is we must exhibit that same sincerity. You know, exuberance and a trusting attitude, just like a child, toward our loving God. It doesn't mean we're going to be, act all innocent like puppies, like little babies, or be naive to the world. No. We must completely and unconditionally trust and have faith that he is our God and that Jesus Christ is our personal savior. 100% unconditionally trust and have faith in him. You know, it's interesting, this past week, we had a MLK Day on Monday commemorating uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Here was a great man who had uh, a calling in his life he followed that calling through to the end. This year commemorates 50 years since he was assassinated in April 1968. But I have always loved his I Have a Dream speech. Um, That was given, I looked it up, I knew it was 1963, it was actually given uh, in Washington, D.C. on the mall um, in front of hundreds of thousands, maybe over a million, I'm not sure the exact numbers, um, in August 1963. Now, personally, this is my viewpoint. I think it's the greatest speech ever given by any man. I mean, it was that great. If you and you can actually go online, to YouTube, and watch the, the whole speech. I mean, um, I can think of that maybe a big statement, but uh, it's every time I hear it, it makes a hairs in the back of your neck stand up. Tremendous, awesome speech. You now, he was a fantastic orator. You know. Um, and hundreds of thousands on that day were captivated by his words. You now, he'd mastered the skills of how to give a perfect speech or how to give the greatest speech. Um, you know, you can look back at some of the people of the last 50, 60 years. JFK was a good speaker, gave some tremendous speeches in his short term as president. Ronald Reagan was a great communicator. Um, Barack Obama is a great orator. But nobody can touch that speech, the MLK delivered that day. And my favorite part of that speech was, um, I've got a quote right here. My favorite, favorite part on that speech was, quote, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Powerful words. Had Martin Luther King lived, If he'd never been assassinated, had his work continued, he'd be a lot better off today. I know that for for a fact. You know, with all the the current situation in our country the last couple of years, with the the fighting, the name-calling going on between all different sides and factions, he set the standard. You know, he led the way in how to do a peaceful protest. They would go and march down in Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. They would go and march, do their thing, and get to the place and sit there, stand around talk. They'd be holding their banners and so on. They weren't throwing rocks at the police, shooting the police, shooting opponents against them. Now, unfortunately, they were beaten. Um, The senator... uh, What's his name? John Lewis, I think. He's a senator right now. He was there 50 years ago as a young, I think he was a college student at the time in his 20s. He got beaten with a brick by somebody, I think by one of the opponents that one time back in the early 60s. They had a tough time trying to get the civil rights going. Unbelievable. But he kept going right through it. Nothing would would alter his life, his way. And... It's a tremendous example to anybody who is in that civil rights uh, fight today, as it were. Look to him. He was the, the perfect example. So I've got a little, uh, Brian, I've got a little video here I want to play. Uh, it's about a minute, a minute and a half. Um, play this video and, and see what you think about it. Go ahead. No matter if we had the same skin color, we're still twins. They may not be related, but these girls are as close as sisters. Zuri's my best friend and I love her. And She likes to play with me when, when she comes to my house and she's my best friend and I love her. Gia Sarnacola and Zuri Copeland met in preschool, but if you ask them, they'll convince you that they're twins their moms say another child recently tried to break the news to the girls that they aren't twins, but they were not having it. We had the same birthday and we wear the same clothes and we go to the same school. While Gia's birthday is actually two days before Zuri's, it's close enough for them. Even better than having the almost same birthday, the girls say they have the same soul. We love each other so much. I love her this big. I love her a lot and a lot and a lot. My best friend in the whole, whole world. Whether they're soulmates or sisters, they certainly have a bond that seems unbreakable. For InsideEdition.com, I'm Mara Montalbano. So I thought that was a nice little video. My my wife... uh... Showed that to me a couple of months ago. Told me about it um, several weeks ago, actually. And I just like the, the way the two girls, Jia and Suri, just love each other like sisters. There's no barriers. There's no pretending. There's no problem. I think this can be an example to everyone. You know, this is this is how we should interact with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And you know in that video. And everything else, God is colorblind. He does not see color. He sees our heart. We defined by our character. Whatever our race, our ethnicity, our heritage, if we exude a Christ-like character, then he can see us as one of his children. And one day say to us, well done, good and faithful servant." So again, with the video, young Gia and Zuri, show us the kind of heart and mind we should have. Become like little children. Receive our prize. The glorious kingdom of God as little childhood. With unbridled joy, excitedness, exuberance, like when a child gets a new toy or a new gift. My kids, when they were a lot smaller, any kind of birthday present or sorry and some of you would know the same thing being been there before, those of you parents. Just imagine when they were younger when you'd give them something they really, really wanted. How happy they were. They would run and jump and sing a song and, and do everything else. I mean I remember myself when I was going back a few years here, when I was I think twelve, I got my first BMX and back in the, the mid eighties the BMX was revolutionary, wasn't it? It was massive big thing. Going from regular racing bikes and the big old, well in Britain they call them the butcher's bike with a big solid frame, weighs about 100 pound, um, to BMXs, which would jump, run, you know, jump and do all the skills and stuff. And me and my brother, I was 12, he was about 10. We got these two uh, blue BMXs with the yellow plastic spokes, and uh, I loved that. Of course, I've been pestering my parents for <laughs> a year or so to get them, but man, when we got them. They loved it because we were gone for hours outside playing and <laughs> running around and jumping off curves and making wooden ramps for ourselves, almost killing ourselves in the process, but it was great fun. Um, but, you know, that joy they show, that happiness they show when, when they get a gift or a toy, that, that's the kind of exuberance we need to show because we have a prize, a greater prize to look forward in the future. go to the book of Hebrews next. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We must have faith Whether that faith began when we were a child or as an adult, faith in him, faith in God's promises. He rewards those who diligently seek him, as it says. What does that mean? The greatest reward any human being could be offered is the one God the Father and his Son Jesus Christ give us freely. Believe that Jesus Christ shed his blood and died for us and on the third day rose again. Believe that. Have faith in that and that one day we will share, share eternity with God the Father and Jesus Christ. While researching this subject, I came across uh, a quote from Ani Mamin. He's a, a Jewish believer. Um, It didn't say in the article if he's a Messianic Jew. I'm not not sure. Um, Anyway, the quote is, quote, real short, one sentence, children are innocent and trust with a pure, uncorrupted heart. Unquote. How true that is. They absolutely do. They completely trust that mom and dad are there for them, Mom and dad can answer their questions. That's my British coming out. Mum. Hey, Mum. Our God is there for us in the same way. Whatever our situation in life, whatever circumstances are currently going on in our lives, he is there for us. And after that moment, when Christ breathed his last breaths on the, on the cross, on the tree, The curtain in the temple was rent in two. The barrier between us and God the Father smashed. With Christ as our intercessor, we can come before God the Father. Little old you and me can go before the ultimate and supreme ruler of the universe the almighty himself and pray for whatever we need to pray for. I've just got one more scripture here for you today. Uh, 1 John chapter 3 and verses 1 through 3. 1 John 3 verses 1 through uh, 3. Verse 1. just as he is pure this is a great passage with a message of hope God the father and Jesus his son have rained their love on us they have poured it out on us if we give ourselves to God as little children pure and totally trusting in him it brings us that much closer to him and the kingdom As John says here, we are God's children, and we shall see him as he is. One day, we will inherit a new body and be like him. We will then have achieved that marvelous gift of becoming a member of the God family.